Hi, beautiful humans. Um, my name is Finn. You're listening to This Composed Mess. I use they, them, and he, him pronouns. I am a non-binary, transgender, queer person, and I'm so happy you're here. Honestly, I'm going to be transparent, like usual. I'm driving, hands-free, of course, as I'm recording this, but life has been so dang busy that I, I can't sit down to film a podcast and I want to make sure that you guys are getting the attention that you deserve. I'm just so thankful for all of you. Um, and so for that reason, I, I still wanted to record and I recognize that the audio quality might not be that great and there's going to be pauses and there's going to be cuts and you're going to hear directionals, which I call directionals, they're turn signals. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, I still want to talk. I still want to chat. I wanted to fill y'all in on where I'm at in life, and I guess where I begin is that my voice is a little different. I feel like there's a frog stuck in my throat, and on top of that, I'm moving, which is why life has been so hectic and so crazy and so overwhelming recently, because I don't have that much time to pick up and move. So I'm going to tell you kind of the whole story of where I'm at what's going on. Um, I guess disclose a little bit of where I'm moving to, but not like crazy. Um, and if the audio quality is really bad, you don't have to listen to this episode. That's okay. But I recognize that this is a podcast where I get to be my complete self and be open and honest with y'all. And if it's a one-side FaceTime call, I mean, we could FaceTime in the car. So sit on down, grab a snack, maybe you're driving to or from work, maybe you're just really exhausted and listening to me like before you sleep, which is something that like makes me giggle that y'all do, Um, but I'm happy you're here, so let's get started. So where do I begin? I guess we go back to February of 2021, okay, so a couple months ago. I was really struggling with what to do with my life. I was currently, like, in the master's program to study to be a mental health professional. Um, I was working at Starbucks, basically full-time hours at a part-time salary. Um, and I just, I wasn't, I wasn't thriving. And I was pretty darn miserable, pretty exhausted. And it's not to do with, like, the company, etc. I was just, I'm, I was burnt out. And I was coming to terms with my gender identity, gender expression, and I wasn't in the best environment school-wise that cultivated a safe space for me. And so I recognized and did a lot of <laughs> deconstruction on religion as I do and the institution I decided to attend and recognize like my own internalized problems, honestly, and looked back and realized that going to the school I was attending was not safe as a transgender person. And I decided that I probably wasn't going to enroll in the next semester, but was just going to stick it out for the semester and see what happens. And at the time I had a total breakdown to my partner of like, so what do I do now? Like, where does life go? I want to be a therapist, but like, I don't know if I can continue doing this at this point in my life. And I had a lot of amazing friends that were telling me, like, Finn, it's okay to leave. You can change your life right now. It's okay. 
You don't have to feel that guilty. I was just really overwhelmed and stressed about it, right? So on a whim, one random night, my partner's asleep because she's in the UK. I text her and I had just applied to Disney as a part-time role. Kind of as a joke, like I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Maybe it'll be Disney World. I'm just gonna apply to Disney and see what happens. And so I apply to Disney and I don't hear back from them, obviously. Like the world is still falling apart, um, but the parks were opening and I saw positions online and I was in Facebook groups where people were talking about like how long they were put on wait lists and how long they were waiting for interviews, et cetera. And I was like, okay, well, whatever. I'm not gonna worry about it. Um, and so the beginning of May, I was coming out as Finn and reached out to my university and the answers that were just provided to me weren't um, the answers that I needed. They weren't fostering the most safe and healthy environment that I needed as, I mean, I'm not like as an insecure transgender person, right? Like I am secure in my identity, but obviously like I still need encouragement. There's a lot of self-doubt. There's a lot of imposter syndrome. And I decided to leave my university. So I was sitting at work on my break one night and I just felt completely depleted because I felt like I was back at square one. At the age of, you know, 20, I was working at Disney World and then I left Disney and decided to get the full-time corporate job and I just absolutely hated it. And so I thought that my master's was it, right? Like I was just gonna be making coffee as a part-time job to help subsidize school and student loans. And I was just sitting there like, I don't want this to be my entire life. I don't wanna be a barista forever. I have arthritis. That sounds incredibly painful and uncomfortable. I can't do this career forever. So um, whether you believe or not, faith, right? Um, in this moment, I really felt a presence of something. Um, I'm going to say God, whatever you want to call it. That's totally okay too. Um, and I just, I was completely overwhelmed. I'm sitting at Starbucks, not knowing what to do with my life. And I get an email saying, um, my application has been accepted and a recruiter would like to reach out to me for an interview for this part-time job at Disney. I was like, well, it's part-time. So like, why would I leave my current part-time job? in Illinois <laughs> for a part-time job in Orlando where hours might not be guaranteed. I shouldn't do that with my life, but whatever. I'll interview. I'll see how it goes. At this point, I also have like two full-time jobs that are, you know, pretty good, um, offer wise. And I'm like, okay, we're just going to see what happens, right? Like, let's just keep going, see what goes on. Um, and I just, I'm not really too sure what to do, but I just decide that it's going to be okay and I'm going to apply. Um, sorry, I'm looking at the hours. Okay, they're closed. Uh, and I'm just like, you know what? Let's just apply, see what happens, and go from there. So I get an interview and I schedule the interview the day after I get the email because I'm like, I just need to know, okay? And I'm kind of confused because... I got an interview request, but I had self-termed from my Disney college program. Like I, I have a whole podcast episode on my experience with the company and, um, I love the company as a whole. Okay. But I'm honest that I didn't love my Disney college program and I had to leave early for a lot of reasons. So I'm like, okay, well they're giving me an interview. So obviously my record card can't be that bad. Let's just see what happens. And, um, 
I scheduled my interview and I'm supposed to be on Zoom. So I get on Zoom and I'm all professionally looking and my, um, my recruiter couldn't figure out Zoom. So I get a call from Buena Vista, Florida and answer it. And it's my recruiter. And we're talking and talking about like where my life has gone since I left in 2018 from the company, why I had to leave, where I was at, what I've done since then, why I could see myself back there, sharing like not really sure where my life is going. I was really honest and I was kind of baffled that like I was getting support with like how honest I was being. And at the end of the call, um, my wonderful recruiter is like, I can put you on the wait list, uh, for attractions, which is what I had worked, um, because there's no open availability right now. I was like, okay, that sounds good. And she's like, but I really would love to offer you a full-time job. Your record is great. You have letters of recommendation from your leaders. I think that you are full-time material and I'd love to have you in the company. Um, but I don't have many places to like put you. And I'm like, okay, I mean, yeah, like, that'd be amazing, like, full-time at Disney World. Um, I'm 23, like, I'm ready for benefits and getting off my parents' insurance, etc. And so I'm all into it. And she's like, is there any job that you don't want? And I basically tell her the only thing I really don't want to do is quick service food and beverage, which is just like, not that that's a bad job. I just am already working at a huge food corporation where I'm like, I don't want to leave that to go to somewhere else. Right. Um, and she goes, Oh, well I have a full-time opportunity in the parks to work as a cast member, but work in like quote unquote, a barista at a quote unquote Starbucks, but not really. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Like that's something to consider. She's like, since you're already trained, like you'll still go through the training, but obviously like you'll have a leg up compared to a lot of people. I'm like, yeah, okay. That's something to consider. And she's like, let me put you on the wait list for part-time and you let me know, mull it over. I won't send an official offer letter. Um, and you call me back in a couple days if like you change your mind or life goes in a different direction. So I hang up the phone and I'm like, oh, okay. So now what? Like, what do I do with my life now? And we're talking and talking and, um, I'm like talking to my partner. I'm talking to all these people and I'm not sure what to do. And it kind of hits me that I just got an offer as a full-time job at Disney world. And I didn't jump at the opportunity because I was just so scared. I, I'm, I was scared. I was scared about not making enough money. I was scared of quote unquote, not being viewed as an adult because I'm working at a you know, a barista job at Disney World, and I had all of these, like, negative things in my brain that no one else was putting into my brain besides myself, because I am my worst critic, and I realized, wait a minute, why did I not accept this job? That was really foolish of me. So this is where it gets fun. I reach out to my recruiter, who's absolutely amazing. I don't have one bad thing to say about her, but obviously Disney's busy right now. They're asking people to come back in the world we're living in. Parks are opening a little bit more. And so I just am like, oh, trying to get a hold of her. I can't get a hold of her. She finally calls me back. And I'm like, I, you know what? I have to take this job. Like, I can't not take this role. This is a perfect role for me. A lot of the reasons I left the company, the company is changing, right? 
like I'm able to show my tattoos. I can wear short sleeves and shorts and not melt in the heat. I physically was underweight and mentally not doing the best. And I am so proud of the mental growth I've had. Um, my known as name will be recognized as my name. Um, support within the community and recognizing me and working in air conditioning, like simple things that we often take for granted that I was just recognizing like this job is a job. Okay. But at this point in my life, this is the job that will make me happiest. And why wouldn't I take it? Because I'm scared (laughs) because the offer came through as, can you get down here by June 8th? And it's end of May at this point. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I guess if you need me to, absolutely, I'll take the job. I'm not going to delay it. Um, but that really put my butt into gear of like, okay, time to move. <laughs> and, you know, when it rains, it pours. We have this move that's now happening, which is why these podcast episodes might just be, you know, recorded in my car and you're going to get background noise and I apologize, but it's kind of like a phone call, right? You did not, if you signed up for good audio quality, that's probably why you left one star on my podcast ratings. It's fine. I'm not complaining or anything. Uh, but that's why the move's happening and life's happening fast. And I have an apartment and I have amazing roommates and my cat gets to come with me and it's going to be great. Uh, but there's a lot of things I have to figure out beforehand. And that's where we're going to dive into, I guess I talked about the move a little bit. So now we're going to talk about like When I make decisions, they all happen at the same time, right? Like, I addressed the name change a little bit last week, but I want to dive into, like, completely where I'm at um, because I I enjoy talking about these things. And then, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more. But that's the move. I will be going back to the mouse. Um, I'm incredibly excited and thankful for the opportunity that's been provided to me. I feel so overjoyed that it's the opportunity that I would not have pictured for myself, but makes the most sense for me and where I'm at in life. Um, I, I need to work. I need to make money. I now have student loans to pay off. And so to be guaranteed, you know, full-time hours, etc., it makes sense for me. And I'm, I'm very excited about it. So now that I addressed that, I guess we'll dive in a little bit to my, my name. So I guess now I like talk about my name and my name change, like all of that, right? That's something that I like want to dive into detail because last week I know I, I touched on it a little bit and then we just kind of like, I ended the podcast. I was in so much pain. That was like day two or three of starting my stuff. My body was just, it wasn't, it wasn't feeling great. Um, so I guess just kind of like to dive in, um, I came out as non-binary about February, March of 2020. So it hasn't been a really long time. I was like diving into gender and gender expression. And you know, one of the first things that my friends and my therapist had asked me was like, are you going to change your name? And I had so much of internalized, like, I guess homophobia is the best way to say it, um, towards transgender people. And I, I recognized that and I had to battle that and combat that and have 
conversations of why I was feeling these emotions. And all of these people were asking me. And I was like, no, I'm not going to change my name. Like, I like my name. And I just, like, shortened my name, right? Because I was really trying to prove to people that names don't need to have genders attached to them. And that although my name was feminine, it could be however I want it perceived to be. And I also lived, you know, in an environment with people that took a lot of pride in picking out the name for me. Um, it meant wisdom. It was a very thoughtful, intentional name. Um, it rolls off the top of the like tongue with my middle and last name. And I just, I kept telling myself no. So I told my friends I wasn't going to change my name. I told my therapist I wasn't going to change my name. And I also told my therapist that I was non-binary, but I don't identify like as transgender. <laughs> um, and this is about like only two to three months ago. And I remember... You know, a lot of people around me being like, yeah, okay, like, that's fine. Um, and I could tell that they probably knew before I did that, like, you know, things were going to probably change um, because so much has changed ever, even since, like, my birthday of August 2020 when I came out. And so I was just like, yeah, okay, I'm not going to change my name. It's fine. And then I was surrounded in, you know, my work environment and my home environment and my social environment and my school environment. Everyone kept calling me this name that just didn't fit with the identity that I have now. And I don't view like this, you know, name change as a dead name that no one can talk about, no one can speak about because that's a life that I have lived. But my life has changed so much. And I feel genuinely like a completely different person that I was like, why am I letting this old life filled with, you know, a lot of pain, a lot of trauma, a lot of experiences. Why am I letting this old life be attached to what growth that I have now? Like, why am I doing that to myself just to please other people? And as a people pleaser, you know, it's really hard for me to give up the concept that I'm not, you know, pleasing the audience that not everyone's agreeing with what I say, what I do. And that creates a lot of anxiety. You know, I get really overwhelmed about the fact that not everyone's going to approve of things that I do. And I don't like that, you know, quality about myself, but it's a quality that I have. And so I, I realized like, wait a minute, you know, I need to just, I need to do what makes me happy. And so I'm really, really, really thankful that I have a partner that just kind of tried names out with me and we we talked a lot about them and I went through like phases and I would write them down and like look at my first and middle name together because I do love my middle name. It's unique. I don't care if it's quote unquote feminine or masculine. Like my middle name Adele is something that I love and I just, I felt an attachment to that and didn't want to change that. So I was like looking and looking and looking and I do have a family relatives, little kid that has the name Finn. And I knew the meaning of it as in courageous one. I also knew that like with my older name, meaning wisdom, that I kind of wanted to stick within like that powerful meaning towards a name. And so I was really excited about this change. And I decided that that's kind of where I was leaning towards. And Finn just like made sense. Like I'm really thankful I work for a company that you can change your no-naz name and no one questions it. So people at work were calling me Finn and I was like, this makes sense. And my regular customers adapted fast and started calling me Finn. And I was like, I 
it's it's hard for me to even respond to my older name because I just I I'm a Finn <laughs> I'm Finn um, and I recognized that the only reason I wasn't changing it was due to wanting to please other people also like not make people uncomfortable to have to adapt to a name change and then I realized like no that's silly people adapted to my pronouns so quick why would it be difficult for them to you know change change my name it's a process it's not easy for people to change when they've known me for a long period of time but like this is what makes me happy and I'm a fan so that's the name I picked um I picked it just due to the fact that Finadel and then my last name makes a lot of sense Finadel um also just like has a beautiful ring to it um I don't feel like it's a very feminine name which is what I you know love um, but I do embrace parts of my femininity, and I felt like it was a very neutral name. Um, I love the spelling of F-I-N-N. It's simple, um, but there's a complex reason to why I picked it, and that's kind of where I went. There are a lot of other names that were thrown out there, trust me. Um, Spencer was for sure in the, the contenders, but my cat's already named Spencer, which I realized I probably gave to the cat because I secretly wanted to be named Spencer, which is funny to think of. There were tons of names and I recognized that like this made the most sense for me and the person I am. And it's been incredibly affirming to like be surrounded by people that look at me like, yeah, you're a fan. Like it fits you. Um, my favorite are people that compliment my name and I got to be like, thanks. I picked it out myself. That's my go-to. But that's like a big a change in my life and where I'm going um, and it's scary, right? The legal process of changing a name is absolute tomfoolery. It's silly. It's stupid. It doesn't make any sense. Um, unfortunately I was going to go through the process in the state of Illinois, but since I'm moving, I would be out of state when the court date happens and that would be way too complex to try to figure out. So I have to wait till I live in Florida for six months to then get a Florida driver's license to again go through the process and use the Florida courts because I'm a registered Florida resident. It's incredibly silly. <laughs> it's incredibly stressful. Um, and I'm so thankful for the amount of support that I've been given in the past like two weeks of people reaching out, people asking how they can help me. Um, what, what they can be doing to support me is huge and absolutely wonderful. And I'm incredibly thankful for that. Um, but yeah, the name has been changed and, um, there's a lot of me that like recognize that it's still public to a lot of people, um, because my old videos, my old TikToks, my old podcast episodes have this name, um, that doesn't feel like me anymore. But that doesn't mean that at that point in my life when I filmed that content or created something, it didn't represent me. Um, there for sure is like a bit of me that's like, well, I think it never truly represented me because I'm growing. But that's like the beautiful thing about growth <laughs> is it's consistent and it's constantly going on and things change and people change. Um, yeah, but I will say too, the feedback of my change you know in identity that's something that's like wonderful and I'm really proud of um hasn't always been the most supported like there's for sure been people in my atmosphere that have told me like well you know 
every name has masculine and feminine traits to it, so why would um, you change it just for another name that has masculine and feminine traits? That's been something I've heard that's been, like, upsetting. Um, people that look at me and are like, oh, I don't think it fits you, etc. And it's something that, like, you recognize um, you have a level of privilege if you are someone that doesn't have any gender dysphoria to the name you've been given. <laughs> um, there's a level of privilege there that people for sure take for granted. And uh, it gets me a little upset to hear people that are like, well, why did you change your name? Or people that like know my older name um, and refuse to change. That's something that's really debilitating and has like opened my eyes to um, biases and discrimination towards those in the trans community, but also not even the trans community. There's people that just change their name. And that's something that I want to address is like Marilyn Monroe, not her name. Angelina Jolie, not her name. Frank Sinatra. Like there's so many people where their name isn't their legal name and people like can't comprehend the change. Um, it's like baffling to them. And they can't handle it. And it's something that I just want to bring to light of, like, you can be cisgender and change your name. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. And we do it all the time in America. Sorry, I'm unbuckling my seatbelt because um, I'm parked. We do it all the time in America when it's, you know, straight gender, straight people. Like, we get married and we change our last name and it's not a big deal. So, like, why is it a big deal now? I don't know. That's something that, like, for sure has made me, like realize biases and, um, I don't know. People just don't recognize that like we do things all the time, but the minute that it's part of the LGBTQ community, it's not as accepted and it's baffling to me and wild. Um, that's kind of where I'm at with the name. Um, I guess like the last thing I just want to dive into is my stuff. Um, talking about it a little bit, recognizing where I'm at, um, how I went about it because I'm in an environment where I can share a little bit about it. And I think it's important to talk when I can, because you all have given me a platform that I want to share what I can. Obviously my mental health and my safety come first, but I want to, I want to dive into it a little bit. So I guess where we start is that I would say about a month ago, I hit that wall of wanting to start stuff, of looking at my my body and how I appeared and hearing my voice and getting so dysphoric. I would I would cry myself to sleep. Um, I would cry at work when I had to go in the drive through and like talk to people. I'm gonna be consistently misgendered. I was realizing it was it was becoming. De- like, I, I couldn't function fully because of um, my outward appearance that just didn't match my inward appearance. And I'm really, really thankful to be um, with a therapist that understood gender dysphoria. And we talked about it a lot in depth. And I, I hit that wall of, like, no, this is what I want to do. I'm ready. Um, and I decided that, that that's what I wanted to do. And I made the decision that it was going to happen real fast. And it wasn't, like, a split-second decision. I've had a lot of people that have been like, oh, my gosh, this is, like, so sudden. 
it's not sudden. It's been 23, so three years of my life developing, like developing. It's just that I suddenly had a click in my brain. Um, but it's, that doesn't mean that my decision or where I'm at in my gender identity is sudden by any means. It's like telling a person that identifies in is queer or, you know, sexual, like sexuality, right? They share their sexuality. You're like, oh my God, this is so sudden. No, that's something that's developed. They just, you know, finally have decided to share that publicly. They don't have to. Uh, so I recognized that I probably didn't want to use the insurance that I have just because it's under, um, not my name. It's under a different family member's name. And I, I realized I wanted to be an adult in this and make these decisions for myself. Um, and support is great, but not always, you know, in communities in my life that I really would like to have it in this decision. And so I had conversations and with a lot of people um, in the, that are identifying as transgender and I decided to make that decision myself that I wanted to start stuff, um, the lowest dose I possibly could. And I wanted to do gel just because daily reminder to myself. Um, yeah, so that was my decision and I knew going into it like, okay, well I have to find, you know, a medical facility that's going to support me in this and be able to not need a referral from a primary care physician and see me because of my underlying circumstances and I have health issues. Um, that was incredibly eye-opening to how homophobic and transphobic general medical care is. And I even called, you know, I'm, I'm, Planned Parenthood is amazing. Okay. Planned Parenthood does so much for so many communities, but I called my local Planned Parenthood and they told me I needed a referral in order to be seen and that it would be, um, about a seven week wait. And I had hit this dysphoria in such a bad way that I was like, I can't wait that long. Like I mentally don't know if I'll be able to make it that long without either having a full fledged panic attack, my mental health breaking, um, yeah, and that's really honestly what was going through my head. And so I, I posted on my private Instagram stories and I was trying to talk to a lot of people like, what do I do now? Like, where do I go? What do, what do I do now? And I'm so grateful that I found a facility in the downtown area of Chicago um, and they have a youth clinic because I'm under the age of 24. I could go. And I waited probably only like 40 minutes, not bad at all. Um, I walked into the office and got sat down with a nurse practitioner. Um, and they, you know, right away were like, hi, my name is blank. I use they, them pronouns. What about you? And I was like, okay, my doctor's not binary. That's very affirming. Um, and we talked for an hour and a half about all the changes, what my body's going to go through, a treatment plan, course of treatment. Um, when I would stop, <laughs> um, like what would be reasons to stop what I'm taking, right? Like, am I going to hurt someone else? Am I a danger to my, right? Like if these things affect my body in a way I don't want to, what are reasons that we have to stop? What are reasons that we can keep going? What are goals? Um, got my blood drawn and walked home with my stuff. Um, and that was the most affirming thing I've probably done for myself in the past 23 years of life. And I realized like, okay, <laughs> the truth is I got my stuff and I stared at it for two days. <laughs> um, I was terrified. 
I'm going to be super honest on this podcast, and if this is TMI, you do not have to listen, um, but I don't have, like, bottom envy from men. Um, I identify as non-binary, but I also identify as transgender because I don't identify with my birth sex. Um, I don't identify as a transgender man. I don't think I ever personally will, and obviously that could change, but that's not really where I'm at. Um, I'm very confident in, you know, not being perceived by my gender, but society wants to perceive me. I do, I use he, he, him pronouns, right? Um, but yet I'm comfortable with my partner calling me their girlfriend and I would much rather be her girlfriend than boyfriend, right? It's very complicated and that's okay. Um, but I stared at my stuff for two days because I was just terrified. I was scared of bottom growth. I was scared of my voice changing. I was scared of permanent changes. Um, and I felt really, you know, I felt guilty because I had waited so long for this. I had gone through the ringer. I talked to so many people and then I like couldn't just take them and be excited. Part of that was due to the environments I was in. Part of that was just like anxiety. Um, and there was so much excitement. It was just like, I'm finally doing something for myself and what if I hate it? There was, there was a lot of guilt and I've dove into that in therapy and we don't need to get too, too therapeutic here. But I've started and it's, you know, day nine and my body is for sure changing um, and great ways and not so great ways. And that's kind of, you know, you sign up for all of it. You can't pick and choose when you decide to go on stuff. And I think that's something important to address of like, if you don't have, you know, bottom growth envy, you know, if you don't have bottom envy, um, that's something that happens and like you, that's, that's something you can't really decide to not get. Um, you can't just decide to get the voice change or, you know, different fat distribution. Um, but I'm so tiny that I am taking half of the lowest dosage. Um, and so the fact that within nine days on half of the lowest dosage, my body is changing. Um, maybe it's just a placebo, but I, I don't think it is. My partner and I have talked in depth that there's for sure changes happening. And that's kind of, you know, where I'm at. I I think a lot can change in a short amount of time. And, you know, maybe next week is 14 days or, you know, longer than 14. Things might change more. Um, but I, I like sharing where I'm at with y'all. And, like, sharing, like, the messiness of life that I can't fully share, you know, with my 80,000 pals on TikTok is absolutely insane. Um, This is kind of a little bit more of a safe space where I still have a lot of y'all listening. It's wild to me that y'all tune in and listen, but life's a little bit different here. And life is not composed. It's incredibly messy. And I'm incredibly stressed and overwhelmed because... Within a week, I decided to give my letter of resignation to my current job and decided to move to Florida and I'm starting, you know, my stuff and uh, it's eight months in a relationship with my beautiful partner and there's just a lot and a lot of great things happening too, but it's a lot. And so I'm at a point where I just want to tell y'all how thankful I am for you. Um... It's been wonderful to have this, you know, amount of support from all of y'all, and I truly appreciate it. And I hope you enjoy these one-sided FaceTime calls. Um, Just thank you. Thank you, thank you. I'm sorry my throat is, like, done for the day. I gotta stop. (laughs) My health comes first. 
but thank you from the bottom of my heart for supporting me and caring about me and I read every single message. If I don't respond, please don't take it personally. There's, there's, you know, there's reasons and it doesn't mean that I don't care about y'all at all. It's just life gets really hectic. Um, but I appreciate every single one of you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I hope you have a great week. I hope that everything goes wonderfully. If you have fun plans, you should let me know about them, but I hope you have a great week. You've been listening to this composed mess. My name is Finn. I use they, them, and he, him pronouns. I'm a non-binary, queer, transgender person. And thank you for being here. Bye, guys.